Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. And this now, like, it's the second week of free agency, so, like, that free agent frenzy is starting to die out, die down, excuse me. But for the Saints, it seems like it's just coming up. I mean, so many news from the Saints signing Nick Easton, which was earlier in the week, and also the Saints, just this just in last night, the Saints are expected to sign tight end Jared Cook. And I just wanted to say um, we are going to be coming at you guys again. I know it was a little of a break between um, the last time we posted, which was on Saturday, and now, which we're going to post Thursday night. So it's definitely, um, there was definitely a little of a gap, but I'm working on getting some film studies out. Those will be out during the week, and I'm hoping to get out a couple on you know the players that the Saints have signed. I did have a film study on Jared Cook, who the Saints did just sign, so definitely check that out if you guys haven't already. It seems like the Saints will sign him, and I just think, you know, like doing all these film studies. I think the Saints got a lot of really good players, and I'm really happy what Mickey Loomis did. We're going to go over the first week of free agency and now really the second week of free agency and really see where the Saints are at. Um, How is this going to set the Saints up for the draft? And what do they really need? You know, do they really need anything else to become, you know, that next Super Bowl champion? And um, I think that's really interesting. But before we start off, I just wanted to say, if you guys like this podcast and, you know, like all these episodes, definitely follow us on our Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff. Um, You know, if you guys, um, wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. So we're definitely um, happy to hear you guys listen. Also on YouTube, we're having our film studies. So definitely check out for that. Hit that notification bell so you know exactly when those episodes come out but now we're just gonna get right into it with some saints news at the saints did sign offensive lineman nick easton offensive guard slash um center nick easton who's really gonna now be the replacement for um max unger and look easton you you want to look at his pro football focus rating it's not that good why is that because his run blocking definitely needs help but he's the seventh best uh, center slash guard in pass blocking. And he was a better run blocker as a center compared to a guard. That's obviously something to look at. And look, he's great. He didn't allow any sacks when he started. He started about, I think, his 15 games he started. Well, he hasn't allowed one sack, and which is obviously amazing. He's extremely athletic, and he's just really good when, you know, in shotgun, snapping it back, and then he's able to um, just take on um, you know, those interior guys so they can't get to the QB. That's obviously big with Drew Brees being our quarterback. And to having a guy that's given up zero sacks in the interior, that's obviously really big. And he's played about a full season with 15 games. Like, that's really good stuff to give up no sacks is amazing. You know, especially when the Saints will be seeing, you know, Gerald McCoy, Aaron Donald. That's definitely good to have that nice player, especially in pass rush, you know, there. And he's going to be very stable there. Where I think he needs help most is is in those trenches. He's extremely athletic. Once you get him out going, it kind of reminds me of Andrews Pete in that way a little bit. Once you get him out in stride, in um, you know, in screens and stuff, he's really athletic. He's can get to that second level. That's not his problem. His problem is he's extremely bad in double teams. He's not really that good of a communicator. But I think that all you know with the Saints veteran players that can definitely you know, he can definitely improve on that. And, um, you know, you can get him in those situations is that, you know, you can get him on, don't leave him on an island, island, single team. You could have a veteran help him out um, and double team a player. So the, um, you know, the communication is there. It's not like he's bad on the double teams, but he's no communication. Sometimes when he's supposed to double team, he goes out and leaves himself on an island. It's just, that's what I was trying to get at. He's just not 
Um, he, he gets left out on the island way too much, and he's just not the type of player who really can stand back there and win one-on-one against the run. And um, the Saints are going to have to, you know, sometimes, obviously not always, he's not awful. Like, he doesn't get beat every play. He doesn't get beat like a bass drum. But he's just not the best in that, you know, position. I was watching his film, his pass um, film, his, um, his all his technique is great. Um, you know, he doesn't let the, um, you know, the D lineman get really a, you know, a lower pad level than him to drive him back. He doesn't get driven back, which I think is really, really good, especially in that pass game. That's obviously just really good stuff. But overall, he's, I think, a player that, that he can grow and become a really good player. People um, are comparing him to Jonathan Goodwin, who was on the Saints when the Saints won the Super Bowl. I think if the Saints can bring him in, look, he's not going to be the best offensive lineman here, but I think he could be a good, solid um, replacement for um, Max Unger here. And I think, especially in the pass game, he'll be able to protect Drew Brees, seventh best pass protector in the league um, two years ago when he started. He did miss all of 2018 with a neck injury. And, but he's back healthy. Like when the Saints brought him to visit, they said he was up 100%. He's ready to go. He could play football tomorrow. That's obviously really good stuff. I think that's just what the Saints were looking for. Got a quick fix. They did sign him for four years, $24 million. So they gave him a pretty good contract there. And he's going to come in here and really, you know, be as a, he's going to be a starter here. I think, I think that's the main thing. I think, will Cameron Tom get a shot? I think yes, but I think overall you're coming in with Nick Easton. As a starter, and look, obviously, look, but his pass abilities are really good. Obviously, his running abilities really haven't been good. Um, yeah, the, you, when you look at it, um, his scouting report says that he's often doesn't get his hands up in time for the snap on run game, especially those dives type plays. Um, he's good second level blocker, as I said, but they said you know he's not that good with you know punch timing and stuff like that. Sometimes um, he's hot and cold, streaks of good play, bad play. You could see where he's good. Um, he's you know it doesn't uh, he misses assignments stuff like that. Um, you know, he benefits from veteran talent. That's what the scouting report said. He's going to benefit from veteran talent. What do the Saints have a lot of veteran talent? You have Larry Walford, um, Taron Armstead, and also, you know, you're getting with Andrews Pete up there in age two with five, his fifth year. So, I mean, you're getting to that point where he's, I mean, obviously he's not a full on veteran, but he definitely knows what he's doing and his strengths. I mean, obviously his pass, pass blocking ability, cause he's so athletic. Um, he's very strong for a position and he's able, he's, he, he's able to wrestle with nose tackles like, that McCoy and Sue player, and th- th- that's everything. Obviously, really, really good stuff. He hasn't given up any sacks, as we said. That's obviously a huge plus. But that's a scattering report, and and that's just what I think. Um, from you know, Easton, you're going to get you're going to get a great pass blocker, a run blocking that needs help. He's going to have some streaks with great pass blocking, and with some veteran help, I think he'll be just okay there. You know, he won't be amazing, but he won't be you know, he won't be saying, "Oh, damn, Easton missed that block." You're going to be saying, okay, look, he didn't make an amazing play, but, you know, overall, he's going to be just fine. Unger's obviously a big loss for this team, and I think Easton's not as good as Unger. But maybe you can find, if he's like 75% of what Unger was, that's what the Saints need, and I think that's what the Saints got in Easton. I think Easton has a shot to be that Unger-type player, at least that Jonathan Goodwin-type player who was, you know, a guard for the Saints as a you know Super Bowl contender. So that's obviously all really, really good stuff. Also, the Saints are expected to sign Jared Cook. He's kind of my guy. I've been advocating for the Saints to sign him since the beginning, since that film study I put out a couple of weeks ago, probably almost a month now. But he's the real deal, guys. That's the one thing I want to say about Jared Cook. He's that real deal, Pro Bowl talent coming in here to the Saints. I think he's like a top five tight end, top seven tight end. And he's ready, I think, to prime to have maybe a Jimmy Graham type season with 
the Saints. He is 31 years old, but last year he had his career year with 70 catches, 900 yards, and six touchdowns. I think he can replicate that with more touchdowns with the Saints. He does so many good things. I, I mean, look, first of all, a great route runner. He has a huge route tree for a tight end, could run so many good things. He ran a double move against the uh, Cardinals. He really made, made them just bite, and he got an easy touchdown off of it because he, he broke the guy's ankles. That's how good his route was. And, you know, obviously, he's 6'5 and can run those routes like that. Amazing. Contested um, catchability. You know, he's going to go for a jump ball, and he's going to make that play. We all know how much Drew Brees likes those plays where he throws it, like, to the outside towards the sideline. The receiver readdresses and makes the play. That's exactly what Jared Cook can do. He's going to do that, and it's going to be – and you guys are going to be like, wow, what a catch. Those are the types of catch he makes. Really good jump ball player. And then also he was great with high-pointing the ball. And then, you know, you got to say, like, people are saying his run blocking wasn't as good this year, but in past years it has been really good. This year it was a little lower, but in years past he's been a reliable run blocker. Is he the best run blocker ever? No. But I th- he's been a reliable run blocker in years past. This year was a little less than average. But I think overall I think you're going to get him back to that um, stance where you can trust him as a run blocker, especially when you have a good offensive line around him. I think that's just really big. But, look, he can catch. He's a good route runner. Great hands, catch the ball in space, and then also his after catch ability is amazing. You will see him on a daily, you know, a game weekly basis where he is just stiff arming guys, putting them to the ground, breaking tackles. And we've already seen the highlights against the Rams, against the Cardinals. The the guy can play. The guy is a really good tight end. I think he's top seven, top five, elite signing for the Saints, a Pro Bowl caliber signing for the Saints. Probably, I think this is my bold prediction that he's going to bring the same impact that DeMario Davis did to the Saints. And that, that's a big impact, and I think he can do that. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to 75 catches, maybe over 1,000 yards to go you know, go with Michael Thomas's over 1,000 yards, and I think he can get to that eight-touchdown range. I think he's going to be the Saints' probably second-best receiver here, and I think he's just going to be the real deal for the Saints. And obviously, that would be just huge premier signing. We'll see when the contract details come out, but just welcome to New Orleans and the Big Easy, Jared Cook, because that is just a huge Huge signing, and if it's expected to happen, it was per you know first it was Pro Football Talk, then which is a, it's not like unreputable, but it's a little less reputable. And then you saw Ian Ian Rappaport and Tom Palisaro, obviously very reputable sources, come out and say it. He's expected to sign with the Saints. We'll see the contract details, but right now that's a great deal by the Saints. Um, and it seems like what the Saints are doing, they've been able to maneuver the cap really well because they have still about twenty million to spend. And uh, they've been doing just a really good job. Speaking of the cap, Cameron Meredith did take a pay cut this year. He's going to be paid um, $2 million less, which is going to open up $2 million for the Saints to spend more in free agency, which I feel like, look, it's great that we didn't cut him and that he can stay, and he's going to have another shot to recapture um, that slot receiving um, you know, spot. And I think he's got the talent to do so. But he's he, look, he was not in the offense, wasn't in the rhythm. Come back this year, have a full off, full off season, you know, healthy, and then you know, hopefully he can stay healthy with the Saints and get into his groove because it looked like he was getting into his groove and then he got hurt. So, look, obviously, I think he could be a player of the Saints. You know, I think he could be a pretty good player for the Saints. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints went out with that second round pick and picked like an Andy Isabella type player to take over that Meredith role. Obviously, the Saints were looking maybe at a cut here with Meredith. He ended up taking a pay cut, but it was probably pay cut or you're going to get cut, and he took the pay cut. So to me, that's just what I feel. So, you know, it may not be like, um, you know, he's 
like this really bad receiver. But look, he's going to get another chance, but he's not the receiver that maybe he even was two years ago. He's got to show up now. I'm getting injured, you know, season-ending injuries now two years in a row. That's just not what you want as out of a receiver who needs that explosiveness and stuff like that. Also, we had a couple of fumbles when he's really supposed to have sure hands. Look, he's had some not-so-great moments with last year with the Saints. He also had some really nice plays, had a touchdown against the Falcons, which was a really nice play. So, overall, I think, look, he can be that difference maker for the Saints in that slot. But also, I think that you got to get another player there. I think it's going to be through the draft in that slot. When they, I think they're going to pick a player, maybe Andy Isabella. I think they'll, they're definitely going to look in on him, maybe someone else later. But I think that's what the Saints are looking at there. And then also our final, you know, signing and really free agent news for the Saints. Saints signed kick returner, punt returner Marcus Sherrills. And as the Saints have, you know, all, you know, Dave Darren Rizzi now and all um, those special team coaches, new special team coaches in and a new unit there, they're going to add a bona fide kick returner, punt returner in Sherrills. Look, he was the 12th, I think the 7th best punt returner. Not 12th. He was like the 7th best punt returner, which is obviously really good. He was actually the 6th. 6th best punt returner when the Saints really haven't had a good punt returner. Alan Kamara will not be a punt returner. I hope not, at least, because he's going to be that bell cow back. So we're going to have um, Charles here. He's a really good punt returner. You know, when you're looking at top 6 punt returners, you know that he's definitely a good player. He didn't really do kick returns last year, but, I mean, I'm guessing he could. If not, then you have Taysom Hill. But I think this could be a player we see a lot. He's going to make the Saints roster, I think. Um, he's a DB. He's adds depth there. But you know, overall, you know, when you're getting that, you know, high level punt returner, like the Saints are going to get, like he was, he had 12 yards per return. Tariq Cohen, who made the Pro Bowl as a, a special teams player, only had 12.5. So he wasn't really much worse than like a Pro Bowler here. And obviously, that's just really good stuff. I think you could see Charles come in here do really good as a punt returner and as a kick returner because I think he'll also return kicks for the Saints. If not, we also have Taysom Hill. But I think he's going to you know stabilize that part of our game, which hasn't been – it's been shaky over the last couple of years, and we bring in a bona fide player to do that, which is obviously really good. Also, one thing I want to mention um, before we get into some like more rumors – or not rumors, but like um, you know some speculation here – is that the Saints have brought now five, I believe, five people on visits – um, they've had out of those five, they've had three of those people sign and two of those people haven't signed yet. So they're right now three out of three. What does this show? And this shows that the saints are able to, um, really persuade free agents to come there. Free agents want to go to the saints. They visit the saints facility and they go, wow, I just want to play here. Maybe they're taking a little less salary. Maybe they're, um, taking a little less years, but they're coming to the saints because they want to win the super bowl and they think it could happen. And when you have all these players come it's it's huge, and you just see it. Maybe the Saints haven't signed, you know, the stars, even though I think Jared Cook's a star. Um, you know, they, maybe they haven't signed that big, you know, defensive tackle, which I think Malcolm Brown's amazing, and I think, you know, Saints got to deal with him. But maybe um, they haven't got that big ed- edge rusher yet, which I think the Saints will end up getting either Anza or um, Robert Quinn. I think that they're able to bring creations to New Orleans, and they can show what they're trying to do, and players are just buying into it. That is just huge. And... As a Saints fan and, you know, it's doing this podcast, that makes you so excited because you know that this team's trying to win. They're bringing people on visits and they're converting them to signings. That's huge. And in years past, that wasn't true. The Saints would bring guys in on, you know, visits and not sign them. You know, look, that happens every day. But this year, when the Saints have brought in people on visits, they've been able to sign them. And that's just really huge. Easton, you're looking at um, Malcolm Brown, um, Mario Edwards, Jared Cook. 
all these players who bring them on visits and they're, you know, they're starting with the Saints. Ziggy Anza hasn't signed with anyone yet. And also um, Robert Quinn, who just visited with the Saints. The Saints would have to trade for him. But supposedly the Saints are very close to trading with Autumn and some sources. Some people say that they, and, and this is not like a, you know, a very reputable, not like in Rappaport, but some, you know, side sources are saying that they have, um, you know, like that um, compensation in place, but they just don't have, you know, those, the salary in place. So, Maybe the Saints will get Robert Quinn. I don't know if this is official or anything. Maybe they still won't, but they're definitely in talks. And it's just obviously really good when two teams are talking. And we'll get into Robert Quinn. But to me, I, I think that's just really, really big for the Saints. When you're bringing guys in for visits and you're converting them to signings, it just shows that you have a really good organization. And you, when you're able to show that off to free agents, it's just really, really big. And then also, the Saints are now in trade talks with the Dolphins to bring Robert Quinn to New Orleans. To me, I think it's we're going to get Robert Quinn or Anza. We'll see. I think the Saints are trying to get Quinn here because Quinn is the better player. 15 sacks over the last two years. Eight and a half in 2017. Six and a half with a really, really bad Dolphins team. It, to me, look, I know they won seven games, but that team should have not won seven games. They were not a good team. They got lucky on multiple occasions. They could have easily been 3-13, and 13, and they really had no talent um, on that defensive line, and he still got six and a half sacks. By, you know, getting double teams a lot. You know, it was just he and he still did good. He's had 10 sacks three times. He's a good player, Robert Quinn. He's really, you know what he reminds me of? Just a better version of Alex Okafor. They brought him in, he'd just be an upgrade to Alex Okafor. When you look at the Saints right now, they've upgraded over Tyler Davidson, they've upgraded over Benjamin Watson, and now they're upgrading over Okafor. They are downgrading with uh, Unger, and they're gonna be downgrading with Murray, which I don't think is a huge downgrade. So I think the Saints, you know, upgrade on three, downgrade on two, that's an you know, net upgrade. And, and I think that's what the Saints are doing. Also, you could add an upgrade on, you know, the return game with Marcus Sherrill's. That's you know, it's another plus. So I think the Saints, what they're doing there is really good. And the Saints have been really active in free agency. There's nothing you can say that said not. You know, they signed Easton, Brown, um, Bridgewater. They re-signed Murray, Edwards, uh, Robertson. Really, you know, they've re-signed a ton of guys. They're getting cooked back. Um, you know, they got Ken Crawley back, which we didn't really cover, but you know, look, he's coming back on a, um, just on a tender restricted tender. So look, it's not, you, when you look at the Saints, really the only guys they've lost, they lost Ingram, which you could see him in free agency next year as he really got no guaranteed money. Um, we're going to get into that, you know, a little later, but I, I think this, um, with the Saints, I think they can get uh, Quinn here. If they brought Quinn in, that would be a huge upgrade. He's a really good systematic guy, knows you know, the moves, knows how to get to the QB. He will be a stable eight-sack guy, in my opinion, and he will be a really good um, opposite to Cam Jordan. And then you also have Davenport there, which I think will get more sacks. Oh, sacks, excuse me. It's just a really good job by the Saints. If they can bring him in, especially if you don't have to pay him $10 million, $11 million, like probably he's worth, and you only could pay, you know, $5 million, it would be a huge win for the Saints, and I think he could be just a huge upgrade over what the Saints had. Um, he's just that veteran pass rusher that I think all teams need. And I think he's a good veteran pass rusher because I wouldn't say he's lost a step. He's right there getting his sacks. He's done so many good things there. Um, you know, he had 15 sacks in the last two years. As I said, that's, that's a good amount, especially as a second, um, guy, or maybe even, you know, that like rotational piece, you know, he's kind of platooning with that second role right now. That's what he would do with the saints, but he's still, you know, he's just, he's a good player. You line him up opposite. He's not going to get double teamed. You know, he could just be, uh, you know, premier player for the Saints. Um, he had that big 19-sack year with the the Rams. He was good with the Rams. He had three straight amazing years with the Rams, and he got hurt a couple years, went to, my, went to Miami, and then, you know, played a full season, seven sacks, six and a half sacks. He also had eight and a half in 2017. Look, 
he can play. He's, again, versatile because he could play. If the Saints ever changed to 3-4, he could always play that linebacking position there. But really, I think at this point of his career, he is that defensive end. He's going to get after the quarterback. Really good moves. He's a really good systematical player. Picks and chooses where he's got to rush. He gets to the QB. And, yeah, I think he can get eight sacks in that, you know, role with the Saints. I think maybe if he gets, let's say, because he's, you know, not starting, let's say he's in that platoon with Davenport, I think he could pull up with six, seven sacks. And I think Davenport can pull up with six, seven sacks. That's a 14-sack, um, you know. And then you also have Cam Jordan getting 12, 13 sacks. You know, when you look at that, that's like 30, almost 30 sacks from, you know, your defensive ends. And also bring, you know, Rankins back. Um, you're bringing Mario Edwards in. It's good. It's definitely a good thing for the Saints. And they've just been beefing up on this defensive line to make it scary for teams to come to play the Saints. I think when everyone's healthy and coming back, that is a scary defensive line you have to play. It also has a lot of depth, and it just shows how good the Saints have been doing there. So now we're going to move on to just kind of a recap of what the Saints have done over the last couple of weeks. We're going to give out a couple of grades. And really, what we're going to do, um, we're going to do really tiers. We're going to start with like premier signings, our high tier signing starters that will be on the Saints. Then we're going to look at players that are replacing other players and um, like their direct replacements of guys that left in free agency. Um, and then we're going to go to the guys, more depth signings, and you know we'll give grades there. But we'll start with our premier signings, and we, go, we are going to assume that Jared Cook is here. Jared Cook, look, he can easily be on you know the replacement list, but I'm going to put him on the premier signing because I think he's a Pro Bowl type player. I'm going to put him and Malcolm Brown. I just really like what Malcolm Brown can do. He's a huge upgrade over um, Davidson, two-time Super Bowl champion, former first-round pick. He's a blank canvas that Ryan Nielsen, Dennis Allen can come in and coach this guy up to be a really, really good player. He's good um, pushing the pocket as a nose tackle, and he's a you know he's really good against the run. He's like amazing against the run. He's a step up against Tyler Davidson, and that's just what you want to see there. That's a premier signing, and the Saints didn't. Saints got him pretty cheap, five million a year, three years, fifteen million. Maybe they overpaid him a little bit, but I'd say he's about worth that. Um, but I'd say he's definitely a player that that, that he can be really big. I got to give you know that either a B plus or a minus. A good signing, solid, good replacement to Tyler Davidson. And just, it's, it, to me, it's a really, um, you know, solid job for the Saints there. Also, premier signing, Jared Cook. I'm going to say, you know, he signs here, just I'm assuming that. Look, he's he's a player. Look, we obviously already went into what he can do earlier. He's just a really good player. He's going to come in here. He'll probably catch 60 to 70 balls, probably have 700 to 1,000 yards, and probably have eight touchdowns. He's going to have a good year with the Saints. And um, I think that he's going to be that number two receiving option for the Saints. And uh, he and he can fill that role. He's just a really good player. You know, if you want to see more on him, um, definitely go check out my film study. Um, I believe he was the first tight end we did on there. So, you know, look at what we can do. I, I said the Saints should sign one of Cook, Eifert, or Jesse James, and they came away with Cook, the best option in my opinion. So that's obviously just really good stuff there. We'll see the contract, but to me, I'm giving this an A++++. The Saints saw the player from the very beginning. They saw the fit. And they brought him in for a visit, and they came through and confirmed it. And um, that's just huge. Um, I think that's just a really good job of the Saints. A-plus signing there. Now we're going to move over to the players that are replacing other players. And when you're really looking at it, it's Latavius Murray and Nick Easton. I'm going to give the Nick Easton signing a B, maybe even incomplete. Because Nick Easton, look, he was a little shaky in, um, in 2017, 2016. Good against the pass, but really just not that good against the run. When Pat Eflin, the veteran player from the Vikings when he came in um you know when he was starting with um Easton Easton played well with the veterans when he wasn't with the veterans he wasn't playing well I think maybe just a year later you see him here he can be a very good player I'm gonna give him a B 
He's going to come in here, probably be an average starter. That, that's what a B is worth. So I think what he's going to, he gets a B there. Murray, I think for his role, I, I think you give him like a B plus, but to, you know, to, when he is going to go into Ingram's role, you got to give him like a B minus. If Ingram's like your A, A minus, he's definitely a, a step down. Not a huge step down, but he is a step down. I give him that B. It's, it's, to me, it's like a B signing for the Saints, B plus signing for the Saints. Solid guy. They got their guy they wanted. Um, but he's not Mark Ingram. That is, I mean, that, that's kind of the fact there. I like um, Latavius Murray. I think he does a lot of good things. He's a big guy, and um, he can definitely, he's going to do good in short yardage. But is Alvin Kamara is going to have to do more now. And um, I think I think that's what the Saints need. I think they need to show what Alvin Kamara does. But if they wanted Alvin Kamara to do less, which is kind of what Sean Payton wanted, you, you Mark Ingram was really the perfect fit. But now you're bringing in Latavius Murray, a great team leader, just like Ingram was. You're going to bring in a really good guy in the locker room. Um, and he's got that's going to get touchdowns, going to get first downs, get those short yardage situations. And then also he can break off big runs because he has that big playability because he's so big. He can Once he gets downhill, he can really go and move. And I think I think it's just a good signing for the Saints there. Give him that B, B plus. Um, definitely not B minus. I said B minus earlier. Now thinking about it, I'll go B plus, B, B, B plus there. And then more like depth signings for the Saints. We're looking at Mario Edwards, um, Craig Robinson, they re-signed, Teddy Bridgewater. So Mario Edwards... He's going to be that player that's going to probably, um, you know, fill in for that David Onyemata, Sheldon Rankins role when they're out. Um, he's a player that, look, he has, I believe, like five, six sacks in the last two years. That's good. Um, that, that's not bad. He's going to come in here, be a rotational piece for the Saints, and he could do a really good job. When he was with the Giants, look, that, that defensive line had nothing, and he still got two and a half, three sacks. That's pretty good there and a good job by him. And I think he could do a good job to come in here, do what he's got to do, um, and, um, you know, to be that rotational piece and be, a, you know, a good signing for the Saints. So as a rotational piece, I got to give this signing an A, A- minus because he's the perfect role for the Saints, and he's going to fit it really well. So I think that was a really good signing. Craig Robertson, give it an A, A-plus. Saints retain their leader, their captain. A really good job by them to bring back Robertson. We know his abilities to play linebacker. He's a good depth linebacker, and then also he's a really good special teams player. So that's obviously just really big. And then also Teddy Bridgewater, Really good to re-sign him, I think. Look, when you're looking at Teddy, um, a lot of great stuff there. He's going to probably be the Saints' next QB, and I'm fine with that. Look, you go to other past episodes, I really explain it better, but I'm fine with that. Coming in here, you build the team around him. Hopefully he doesn't warrant a big cap it, and then that's it. I think it was a good signing. I'm going to give that signing an A-, because I think he came in here, and it, and it kept that relationship going. It made that trade worth it. So, to me, just a really good job by the Saints there. And then also... I just wanted to end this this podcast by saying with Ingram. So Ingram did leave, um, but his agent did a really bad job with his deal. I don't know what Ingram's saying about it, but he really didn't get any guaranteed money after this year. Um, he this they can only like he's he's in uh, 2020. He has um, you know that five million dollar cap hit. The um, if he had a bad year, the Ravens can cut him, and they would save basically all that. They would. Get four to five back. His own his dead cap is only like one one and a half. Um, that's a look. He could be back in free agency next year. But let's say Latavius Murray doesn't work out. Maybe he comes back to the Saints if he has a bad year. Look, um, I don't think the Ravens are going to be that good this year, and I don't think he's going to be as good. I think he had a really good situation with the Saints, but look, that is not a good deal. He got no guarantee money, and I think he's gone after two years for sure because he's got no guarantee money. And if he's not that good, or they find a replacement, he's going to be out. Um. Look, Ingram, great player, and I'm, I'm not trying to jump bash player, but I'm, that contract is not a good contract for him. A guy that was wanted to get $8 million, they they shot it way too high. The Saints went out of it, 
and then he take him back to five. He's getting almost less guaranteed money. I believe he is getting less guaranteed money than Latavius Murray. That's a really bad deal for Ingram there. And maybe it's even below market value because look, he got the, you know, per year, but he didn't get the guaranteed money. Um, it's not good by the, his agent there for his level of play. I think he could have got that 8 million a year if, you know, he didn't just lowball the saints so much and or go too high for the saints. If he, you know, negotiate with the Saints. He probably could have got to the Saints to that five-year level and probably given them that um, guarantee, $5 million level and then also give them that guarantee. I think that was just, look, I'm not going to, I'm not here bashing Ingram. His, that was a really bad um, deal for, you know, for, from his agent. He did just switch agents. Um, I think he went to like a more you know, family-based one. Maybe he's got to switch again because that's like, the, I mean, that, that deal for his caliber, I'm not going to say it's unexcusable, but it's a bad deal. And uh, I think he's got to go out in fix that so with all that said i think it's time to wrap up this podcast as i said earlier if you enjoyed this podcast and this episode you can follow us on twitter at the who had this on instagram at who had discussion on podomatic at the who had discussion and then also you could subscribe to our youtube channel itunes channel um google play channel spotify channel at the who had discussion on itunes hit that um, you know, five out of five rating, um, leave us a review, all that fun stuff. If you guys can give those five out of five ratings, we can give you more content on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button, hit that notification bell. Um, leave a comment down below. Do you like the same signings? Um, do you really like Jared Cook? Like I do, do you not? Do you think he's going to be the next Colby Fleener? Do you think he's going to be the next Jimmy Graham? Um, do you think that, um, the Saints did a good job by beefing up the defensive line? What do you think about Robert Quinn? Definitely all that stuff. Leave it down below. Also definitely comment. What is your grade to the Saints offseason? A, B, C, what do you guys think? So, Far, I think the Saints have done a really good job. I think it's in that A minus range. I think they've done solid moves and good enough to come back and win the Super Bowl next year. And that, that's really our final goal. We'll also be putting out some film studies on all the new Saints: Mario Edwards, Malcolm Brown. Um, hopefully, Jared Cook once that goes official. Nick Easton. Also, we're doing on Teddy Bridgewater as well. So those will all be fun, and I hope you guys enjoy them. So with all that said, I want to say thank you. Prove them right and. Who dat?